my end now. And then we've got the backup recording, so we're probably good to go. Word, homie. All right. Um, I know I've, I'm relatively positive that I've said this before, but you may want to turn down your um, audio in your headset for like the next five seconds. All right. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone! Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. We have a very, very special show for you today. Uh, this is going to be um, part two of our sort of, uh, how you want to say, uh, state of the nation, I guess, state of video games. Uh, conversations. Uh, last time it was myself and uh, Justin. We discussed the state of Xbox, where we thought it was going to go, uh, where it was, you know, things of that nature. And today we are going to do much the same thing, uh, except with their, uh, I guess, arch nemesis in Sony and PlayStation. I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined as uh, almost always in this instance by special guest, Justin Skyrise Excellence Ruiz, and special returning guest, I think. Uh, it's been a while since you've been on on uh, this, this here video game show, but um, yeah, uh, returning guest, the one and only... Shay Pussy Slayer uh, <laughs> Layton <laughs> uh, How's it going buddies? It's going Yeah that's yeah, his, that's so. his porn name or something yeah. I don't know Yeah <laughs> Oh gosh I like how that works No I I re- I just realized as you're doing that intro I haven't done video game stuff on your show since we talked about six days in uh, Fallujah. I think that was yep. the last time I was on for the video and, game aspect of it. And Lord, that was a long time ago. It was, it was uh, 2020. I think it was, it was released in March of 2021. So okay. it was like very early in that year. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> that game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, damn, that's uh, that's wild. I'm mi- looking back at, at him minute? now, and for a while after we recorded that first one for you, we had a special episode roughly every three or four episodes, and yep. then it tapered off real quick. <laughs> but, hey, we're, Sorry, we're doing it again now, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Uh, yeah, well, uh, what, what have you boys been up to since, uh, we last spoke? Not you, Shay, because the last we spoke was two years ago, <laughs> according to our timeline. I mean, we did, we did that, uh, Pink Floyd episode together, which is a uh, yes, little bit yes, more recent. we did. But, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, for me, not much, man. Just podcasting, working. Playing basketball, you know. The usual? Yeah. Trying to get my Michael Jordan on at 33 years old. Not doing a very good job of it, but, you know. Well, that's... 
That's true. <laughs> it's Michael, Michael was at his peak at like 33, right? So about 35. You've still got time. Okay, yeah, you you still got time. <laughs> you still have time to have your flu game. That's right. What that what the modern equivalent of that would be a COVID game, right? Uh yeah, I think so, probably. Most likely, but um you know like it's it's been weird. We're we're talking a little bit before the show about games we've been playing and I have not played like a lot of new games this year. I've been going into my backlog and just catching up a ton. Hmm. While I mean, in terms of triple, in terms of triple A, I wholeheartedly agree with you. It's been more of like the indie scene that has been the rock star this year. So, I, if you're not into indie games, then yeah, it's it's going to be a slow year for you outside of like Elden Ring and I guess there's been Kirby and Splatoon and Bayonetta threes on the horizon, but and, yeah, and Horizon and Horizon here, right? Yeah, it's true. But other than that, yeah, there hasn't been that many triple a games this year a lot of them got delayed that looks good oh yeah it looks so good it's an underrated game i would say mm-hmm. You are ridiculous. And that's his uh, right as an American, Bebop. Okay. All right. Well, it, yeah, I mean, everybody's allowed to be wrong. I mean, you know. Um, no, I'm <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, and I think I have one trip, quote-unquote triple-A title in my top five. And that's Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, yeah, because Roller Trome is 100% triple-A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... Uh, I don't know what you would count Evil Dead the game uh, as, but it's it's sitting right around my top five. That game is stupid fun. Like if you want good, like uh, not not necessarily Dead by Daylight, but like a, a nice evolution on that with the multiplayer and the horror aspects. That game is crazy fun. Um, I've heard but, those games are pretty good. I've never bothered to play them. That's. Uh, Right up my alley. That's the only reason why. But mm. yeah, for sure. 
Listen, I like I like that fucking movie, but I I'm sorry, man. There was like a golden opportunity that was missed by not having him be like the version of Doctor Strange in there and that have that be him his cameo. Like that would have been awesome. And I like Pizza Papa. All right, I liked him, but it just I don't know. I yeah, I would have liked that also. That would have been cool. Yeah. Anyway, we we're talking about video games, I think. Not not this garbage. Um Yeah, uh but I guess uh we should probably because we don't want to keep anybody up too late, uh get to <laughs> what we're getting to. Uh PlayStation, right? So PlayStation Currently, I guess to sort of uh, maybe brief history, uh, you know, they uh, in the last several years have been sort of the dominant force in video gaming. Uh, a lot of people would say, I think, um, and it's a huge turnaround from where they were at the PS3 at the start of the PS3, and they garnered everyone's good graces again, and now they're at the top of the mountain, so to speak. Um, but my, my first question that I want to pose to you, Shay, is what currently where they are, do you feel like PlayStation is in a good spot? I don't think they're in a bad spot. I would say, I don't think they're in the best spot they could probably be in right now. Um, I feel like that there's there are still a lot of the same hurdles that um, people in in gaming or the gaming community and the gaming sphere have been talking about with PlayStation for years now, and those problems continue to exist, such as crossplay. Crossplay is such a huge thing that Sony is against, and it's really confusing why it's still a problem in 2022 with them why why do they why do they have such an aversion to cross play you know like they still have those problems that have existed for a long time with them then again they have some things that are really exciting as well i'm if you are at all interested or into playstation vr the vr2 headset looks like a sizable upgrade from the first headset um, it's not a perfect upgrade, but it looks like it's they're, they're trying to compete with uh, some of the higher end headsets. Uh, I'm not saying that they're that the PSVR two is going to be objectively better. I don't know, probably not, but I think it's probably a good middle ground right now, and it looks very promising. But then again, the, none of the PSVR one games are going to be transferable to the PSVR two, so it's. It's so confusing that, you know, why why they would do like that. They would make that kind of choice. And it's with Sony, it's always these small, ridiculous choices that add up. 
um, or it's, you know, a few big problems. Like, I think crossplay is such a big thing in this day and age. But, um, not to, you know, keep up the, or keep the whole conversation and steal it all, but I think one of the best choices they probably made is making some of their games available to the PC market because that has been such a huge boon recently for them. Um, incredible sales on the PC for them completely opening up a new market for them so there there have been, there are some things that um are head scratching but I, I think there are a few things worthy of praise and I want to leave some for you guys to bring up as well of course but I mean those are just some of the things that pop in my mind without even really thinking about the topic that much the, the PC thing is huge because like if you look at the charts, I think it was like Spider-Man or um, I forget which one it was. One of the one of the games that they recently put out on PC like climbed into like the top ten God, of sales. God of War and Spider-Man both did. Phenomenal. I think it was yeah. And if you think about it, like think about the fact that um, you have those coming out and doing gangbusters on PC, and then you have like. <clears throat> Saints Row coming out and that being like number two and you're competing with games that are like three or four years old at this point like it's kind of, or, or even more in some cases like it's kind of ridiculous that those games just did absolutely like you said Shay, like gangbusters on PC and you know it's it's hard for something like Saints Row to even compete with that right so it, it, what I think is really important to note about them releasing their games on PC besides the sales and the accessibility for everybody, um, which are both great, you know. I, I think one of the big things, too, is it's free advertisement for them because by putting it on PC, their games, that they've opened it up to modding to some degree, and you're seeing people make funny mods in Spider-Man, funny mods in uh, God of War, and that is all that is is free advertisement on social media. So it gives these games kind of a resurgence. And I think that's especially key for God of War as Ragnarok is on, on the eve of being dropped. Um, the second one is... Like less than a month away. Yeah, exactly. Little, so, yeah. I mean, you're getting free... Sony's getting free advertisement by dropping these games, which is going to cause more people to buy it. Because if I have a high-end PC and I'm like, oh, shit, Spider-Man's finally on there and I'm seeing some of these crazy mods, I'm probably going to want to go get that and play it on there. That's awesome. So... I think that was a great I know, move for them. Miles Morales is supposed to come out there too. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's it's just I'm glad they finally made that choice because they were essentially just like sitting on untapped potential at that point due to I, I don't know stubbornness. I, I don't know what it would be, but yeah, it's cool that they finally made their way to PC. I think they, they still want to sell systems too, you know? Like, yeah. at some point, they're still going to sell a box. Oh, but. They're fine on their systems, dude. Like, people still are having a hard time getting a hold of those and are still wanting to get a hold of those, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I finally found one in the wild here in Japan, in the city I live in, and it was a used one, and they're selling it. Like, this uh, secondhand shop is upselling it for, like, $750. Because they know that nobody here in Japan can get one. Like the lottery systems are insane here, so I guarantee you they're 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 fine with their console sales. People are still going to buy consoles because 
there are people there are like there's a select group of people out there that, who don't want to buy a pc build one having to keep update it to keep it um up to date fidelity wise or uh, memory wise whatever the case may be so there is that market out there who's like i don't want to deal with all the pc aspect i just want to play games so i think there will always be a market for consoles and i think ps5 is doing well enough for them yeah i think that the sales from from those um i forget what the numbers are I, i'd have to i didn't do too too much research and homework but i know they're they're doing well i'm sure they're probably not at the pace that they wanted to be when they originally announced everything and and said like you know we want to be at like 18 million by you know two or three years in but <clears throat> i wonder why that i think is, given though. the circumstance i wonder I like it's it's almost as if there's like something in the world happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I feel like people are really short of things like there's a shortage yeah it's um <clears throat> it's so weird can't quite put but, my finger on it i can't really i i would love to supply you with an answer but i i just can't uh, I, really I i demand it <laughs> i demand it I feel like everybody listening is like, I'm going to rip my ears off from all these puns. No, it's okay, um, man. Like, we're always making them privately, so might as well make them for everybody else to hear and groan about. Um, I was going to say, I think the one thing that they've really done, I, I, I hate the word interesting, but I guess that's very... Um, let's call it reactionary is this whole revamping of PS plus and rolling that out. And we haven't really heard much of like the adoption of the, the newest two tiers, right? Like there's still the base one. Then there's tier two, which uh, is access to like a greater library. And then there's tier three, which is access to an even bigger library of like old stuff, mm. right? Like PS two, PS one stuff, PSP stuff. Um, yeah. Right, PSP, yeah. I I would love to know what that looks like if people really did upgrade. I kind of I went for the middle tier because I wanted some of those other like I wanted to play Returnal, but I wasn't going to drop 70 bucks on Returnal, but if I got this and got a bunch of other, you know, fun games. I know Stray came out with it, mm. so it was like that was fun to to get that and that that too. But uh, I would love to see how well that's performed at this point, because that's supposed to be like, hey, we have we have a subscription service, too. But by the way, nothing's really going to be available day one. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, it's such a juxtaposition to Game Pass, which came out like punching like they were ready. Oh, uh, yeah, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. And that was what, 2015, I think, when Game Pass first dropped. I want to say 2016 or 2017. I think so. Oh, yeah, 2017. Okay. Yeah. I think it may have been announced in like late 2018 or 2015 or something like that. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think and it was that, that quickly, you know, though. But yeah, that makes sense. That's hard to compete with, right? Like, hey, there's a bunch of stuff that's going to be available on this thing day one, indie or AAA, you know, either or. So that's that's super super hard to deal with versus like again somebody like me who's sitting there saying I didn't buy Returnal but I really want to play it 
and now I have the opportunity, but it's, what, a year and a half later? You know, it's not available day one, even though, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm getting some value out of it, and I do think that game's really good, but would I have loved to have played that day one as part of the service? Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, but, it's, it's, it's confusing to me why Sony took so long to get their subscription service up and running and why, with seeing how successful Microsoft's Game Pass has been, that it hasn't been as seamless. And you could even say, granted... They're they're trying to do different things comparatively, but like Nintendo Surface service versus like Game Pass or um, or the PS Plus, that it seems like even Nintendo service um, is doing better. Like I hear more people talk yeah. about Game Pass or Nintendo service um, than I do Sony's. Not and that's not to say Sony's isn't doing well. I think that they probably have a decent amount of subscribers just because a lot of people. Not just in the U.S., but Japan and other regions um, are big fanboys of Sony, and there's nothing wrong with that. But just, in, I, I guess I should say, in my my sphere where I hear things, where I read things, where I see things, I don't see many people talking about the PS Plus. Yeah, I know I, that. It, I, I know it was always like, I think actually. So as of June. 47.3 million subscribers on PS Plus. Now that doesn't account for like which tiers, what which division tiers? or what yeah, like tiers or anything like that, but if you think about the amount of PlayStations that have been sold, that's a pretty good attach rate. Yeah, it's not bad like, at all. Yeah, it's really it's better it's better than Xbox, right? It's better than Microsoft's at this point. But that but I don't see that like that number has to either increase or they have to extract more revenue from that or something along those lines because Game Pass is just slowly it's going. I I I can't imagine it doesn't break fifty million within the next two to three years or something along those lines. Mm. Especially if the Activision deal closes, like I would think that that number gets super super high. But yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, it's if it's a... if it's sitting at forty seven point three, I genuinely don't think that we could garner any information about like what their subscription rate is for like that premium tier service. I think because if you combine Xbox Live rates with Game Pass, I think that you're looking at Xbox still having more. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I would say objectively, but I just checked the numbers on that, and it's like twenty-five to thirty million for Game Pass. Granted, Xbox isn't really a thing here in Japan, so I mean, when you consider that, where PlayStation has a good foothold in like major regions like U.S., Australia, and Japan, um, and, Europe. and Europe as well, the fact that Xbox um, is primarily a U.S. or uh, Game Pass is primarily a U.S. thing. That that's pretty good attach rate for uh, it's Microsoft. impressive. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And it's and it's super quick growth. Like this, this all happened like within the span of like two years. So it's super fast. Yeah, but... exactly. But I mean, off of that, have you guys, uh, Bebop? Have you guys talked about the the state of play that happened last month? Did you guys already kind of run through that stuff? Uh, we have not, but I, I actually wanted to touch, I mean, we can get to that in just a second, but I wanted to touch on a couple of things that you guys, uh, said 
uh, or maybe not necessarily touch on, but maybe bring up as, as a point of conversation. So we're talking about the subscription service, and then you, we were talking about, like, you know, uh, Shay, you brought up them bringing the uh, some of their games to PC, maybe opening it up for accessibility options and things of that nature. Right. And, like, they have been trying, uh, you know, I think rather successfully with things like uh, The Last of Us 2 with their accessibility options. Mm. But one thing that I think they are maybe lacking, uh, like something that I have seen or have felt personally uh, as a lover of PlayStation, is I kind of feel like they have been very uh, not consumer-friendly uh, in, in recent things. And you brought up the the fact that, that they're not going to have the PS1, PlayStation VR PSVR titles. one games transferable, yeah. Yeah. And, and insane to me. Yeah, like that's that's a, one thing already set aside, but we also learn with the exception of America that they're going to raise the price of the PS5, something that people already can't get, but they're going to raise the price another $50 to adjust for inflation, but like you guys are a million billion dollar company like what are you why are you raising it for inflation when like inflation is also hitting the people who would be buying your console like i i feel like what i have seen coming out of sony uh and i've said this i think multiple times is i i kind of feel like there's this arrogance about them they ran away with the ps4 generation like it's the second best selling console of all time right Mm. uh if it's not the second best it's like the third best it's it's up there yeah. And it's a, it's they a have, very good selling console, or it was. Yeah, and, and and they have, or they have had since the success of that this sort of arrogance where they can do nothing wrong, and it is very very strongly reminding me of when they came out on the PlayStation Three reveal and said you're going to need a second job to own one of these. Like, I feel like that's where they're at, and I just wanted to see if you guys maybe feel the same way because i personally feel the consumer friendliness the the player friendliness the stuff that they launched the ps4 saying is not the same thing that we're seeing now Mm. okay so just work harder (laughs) (laughs) the millennial credo uh no i i just wanted to bring it up real quick since you mentioned it Best selling console of all time is PS2, followed by the DS, followed by the Game Boy and Game Boy Color, followed by the PS4. Okay. Yeah, so it's the fourth best selling console as of this time, um, and I think it'll. If we're PS4. if we're including handhelds, right? If we are including I, handhelds, yes. If not, yeah. it would, I don't know why you PS4 wouldn't include them, but yeah. is number four? It's a it's a sticking point for some people. Well, they can stick it up their ass. Oh, oh my! No, but sorry. What what was your question? Sorry, I wanted to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Go through that entire thing again. Right. I need to know what the question is. I just I just want to know if you guys uh, feel the same way that I do in terms of where their mindset towards uh, consumers okay. is is related. You know, like burnt, you're burned. Yeah. I, I I don't know if it's like an arrogance per se. Um, considering. Considering the fact that, um, you know, 
Sony has such a big market in Japan and having lived in Japan for as long as I have, um, which is not that long. I mean, it's been over five years, but it's been over five years at this point. But what I know about just Japanese culture in general, it's slow to change. And Mm. what, what I know about Japanese culture also is that it very much worries about what's happening inside of its borders and it worries about outside of its borders if it needs to. Like, if it's like, mm-hmm. we need to import food, then yes, they're going to do international business to make that happen, those kind of things. Or if there's something that we need that we can't make um, here that we can somehow um, work an agreement out on, yes, they look to the outside. But in general, um, other than like certain forms of media, they don't really like look outside of themselves. So when it comes to Sony, I often like think about that, that Mm. whole Japanese culture within Sony. And I think it's more about, because Nintendo displays this a lot as well. If you think about it, where they've Sony very much does its own thing. Sometimes it tries to compete with the Xbox and Microsoft. And sometimes it doesn't try and compete. It's, Picks its, they pick their battles very weirdly. But I think Sony is less about, like, they're arrogant, and it's more that they are slow to adapt. And they're slow to try things, and they're slow to figure things out. You know, you look at their PS Plus package that they finally just three-tiered. They should have done that years ago. Um, mm. It's... It, putting the PC games or their games on PC should have done that years ago. Um, they, they, they're either slow to change or they don't change at all. And so when, in the case of like the PS one VR one to PS VR two, I still don't get that because you lose a lot of really good games by doing that. You lose Moss mm-hmm. one and two, you lose Astro boy, which Astro boy was an incredibly underrated and amazing game. And for anyone who had PS VR one, they know, how good that game is and why would you not want to transfer that and i think that's just like a microcosm of the bigger issue with sony that they just are slow to adapt and they don't they don't want to make these changes because they know that a people will still buy their shit and b because why would they um there's like a there's like a um if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of mentality. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe there is some like inherently there's some level of arrogance with those choices. And maybe that's more of what you mean, Bebop. And in that case, I could, I could agree with you to, to a point. Yeah. I, I don't think they go out of their way to be arrogant. I think that just like, like uh, Justin said, if any broke, don't fix it. And maybe with that mentality comes some arrogance. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean that's definitely possible. I just have a, uh, and maybe maybe arrogance isn't the the right word. It's more of I want to know what's running through their minds when they make these decisions. That are again, I don't think that they're very consumer friendly. Like the thing about Xbox and Game Pass is, we Justin and I when we did the the Xbox special, we talked about like the downsides of of Game Pass and where it could potentially lead to uh, 
everything feeling stagnant and, and no right, or, real or like mediocrity. Yeah, yeah, just a whole bunch of mediocrity. There's no creativity left because everything has to be the same thing because it's on Game Pass type thing. Um, so there are flaws for sure that could not, not saying that they will, but could arise from the sort of model that Xbox has got going on. Mm. But but with PlayStation, like th- I don't even think that they have necessarily the goodwill that Xbox has because at least Xbox is providing some sort of value to their player base. Like 15 bucks a month to have, I mean, nearly 500 games, depending on whether or not you have uh, an Xbox and a PC, but nearly 500 games that are available to you. Or, no, actually, I think it's over 500. I think it's like 523 or something like that. You have this vast library of things that you can go to, and they have day one releases and all of this other stuff, and it's a great value for the customers. 15 bucks a month, whatever. Sony is literally charging nearly 20 bucks a month for you to have access to games that you already bought on your PS3 that came from the PS1 generation. Like, or, or PSP games. And that, to me, like 20 bucks a month to play games that I already own because you won't make them backwards compatible on your console. It just seems very... I don't want to say money grubby, but like it does not, to me, benefit the consumer at all. And it's inconvenient. Seems, yeah, it, and it seems gross to me. Like, because, listen, I'm currently making the most money I've ever made in my entire life, and I am still broke all the time. Four million dollars. Literally. <laughs> and <laughs> all of it goes to his stripper's ex-girlfriends and their child support. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's true. Uh, but but my, my thing Work is... Work smart, is, not hard. Like, I don't feel like I am necessarily getting the bang for my buck from Sony in any sort of way. And I, I kind of don't feel like they care about me. So I don't know that I necessarily want to give my money to them when I have other options that are vastly uh, superior, at, at the very least, towards in, in a goodwill sort of way. Let, let me put it that way. Here's something, here's something that I, I think will resonate well when you think of playstation one of the things that you think of is sony right a corporation when you think of xbox and you think of its leadership you think of phil spencer Mm. phil's phil's an ally phil's a friend he thinks about the gamer he thinks about players to your point josh like i don't feel that sony has a champion to help players feel like they're getting the value out of the service, even though, you know, there are, there's strong IP. There's, oh, yeah, for sure. you know, there, like there's, there's a lot of really good stuff in the mix, but from like an optics and marketing perspective, it almost to me feels like Microsoft is playing. And, and this could be one of those like bait and switch things. Like I'm your best friend, but just come back into the back of this van with me. Versus like Sony, where it's they're they're basically just saying like you can't make it past the lobby, yeah. you know, like you'll you will never get to the higher tiers of this because we know what's we know what's best for you. Just 
you know, shut up and take the medicine kind of thing. Yeah, and the, well, the thing is, is they had Sean Layden, and I feel like when they had Sean Layden being their spokesperson, I felt that from them. But the minute that they switched over to Jim Ryan, it really, really seems like all they care about is the bottom line. They rebooted The Last of Us. Like, that game is less than 10 years old, and you've already remade it, or, well, remastered it, and now you're putting it out again for $70. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't (laughs) fix it. Like, I I don't know. I, I, you know... I think Justin has an interesting point because you think of Nintendo or Xbox, you can think of a few select people, even if you're not that heavily entrenched into gaming, you can mm-hmm. think of a few people at each one. I can't really think of anybody at Sony and right. Doug Bowser. Come on. I love Doug Bowser, whoever that is. But um, <laughs> no, I, I will say this. I, I take the point of none of these companies are your friends. All these companies oh, yeah, want sure. your money as much as, they can take but at least at least from an optic standpoint it xbox and nintendo do a good job of making it seem like they care about the consumer whereas Mm -hmm. sony isn't even really trying just from my standpoint and at the end of the day i don't really care you know like they're all corporations they can all suck my dick but i mean (laughs) Uh, the old corporate dicks. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. But um, I, I feel like in this day and age that I would rather spend my time and money with other... I can't even say that, though, because, like, Sony has the exclusives. That's what they got. That's what they have over all of us is yeah. are those exclusives. Oh. And it's, I think it's that hard to compete with that. Yeah, I, I think that's actually maybe a good way to transition out of this conversation about uh, maybe consumer value. But, like, where do you guys pers- personally sit with the exclusives? Because I'm going to say something right now that is going to be very controversial. I, I just know it. You like them. You haven't I paid any not... of your strippers yet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do not give a fuck about God of War Ragnarok. I am not excited. All right, folks, for I gotta it. go. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I gotta go. This has been real fun. I am not excited for it. The trailer looked fine. I don't care. I I'm not even remotely enthused about that game. Uh, Horizon. We've talked about it a little bit earlier. I don't care for that game. Like. I I wanted so badly to like Horizon. I really did. And there are parts of it I have liked and the actually the the more I've gotten into the story, I've liked it, but it took me like 40 hours to finally get to the point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is uh Oh, I have uh yeah. a thousand side quests to do before this Dude, one minute. I just fucking gave up on them. I was like, I I got <laughs> I I got to get further in the story at this point. But mm-hmm. God of War, I will, I will say this. I can see why people wouldn't be excited for it because you know if you're not into that style of gameplay you're not and i i get it it's it's a very cinematic looking game it's a very breathtaking looking game high fidelity the combat itself looks very similar to what 2018 was if you didn't like 2018's god of war then i don't know how much more you're gonna glean out of it i'm excited for it but i could see where other people are not as excited 
for it. I will say that. Um, but some of the stuff that they revealed at the state of play in September is actually really exciting. Um, I think that that Sinduality game looks really interesting. Um, I don't know if it's you know going to be incredible or anything. That Pacific Drive game. That game looks fucking good. I I know is more of like a like a concept trailer and but the concept is such a cool concept that um i'm on board you know like take me all the way i'm excited for that take me all the way um when when was the last state of play it was in september yeah it was last month it was at the beginning of last month okay um that stellar blade which was previously known as project eve that looks interesting I don't like not incredible, not mind blowing, but it looks interesting. Um, they definitely have some exclusives that, like, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, it could be good. But for me, I think what what sells it for me is like they have Final Fantasy VII remake, and that's mm-hmm. all they need for me. That's yeah, that's a hard yeah, that's a hard bargain, right? That's like, literally <laughs> all they need for me. Yeah. And then yeah, I'm no, I I feel you guys on that. Like in in terms of like certain exclusives, Final Fantasy 16, I have the biggest boner for. I cannot wait for that game. It's exciting. It's exciting. I I, I want to see more about it. You know. Yeah, but I I feel like personally for me, the quality of their exclusives since. Really, I think the the God of War 2018 for me personally have gone downhill. I I the Last of Us 2 actually kind of snuck up and surprised me a little bit because I think it ended up making making it into my top five games of the year. But even then, was that like, a did, did you mean to make a pun out of sneaking up and surprising you? No, with the Last of because that's like what half that game is, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. But my point being that, like, with the exception of maybe the Final Fantasies, which I, uh, I mean, just to go back to the last conversation, feels very anti-consumer. Like, you're not, you have wrapped this up so hard because you want it on your system to sell your systems that you're not going to give it to Xbox. But then you're whining about fucking Activision being bought by Microsoft because you don't want to lose the Call of Duty license. Like, maybe fuck off. I, what's like, what's confusing to me like if you look at look at it is that you know Nintendo obviously originally had the Final Fantasy IP and then Sony ended up mm. gathering it but at one point Sony was letting it go to both consoles because you could buy yeah. Final Fantasy 13 on both consoles you mm-hmm. could um 15 was the same exact way mm-hmm. yeah 15 was too yeah so i mean It makes sense when you think about it from a marketing standpoint or a financial standpoint of Final Fantasy VII is widely considered one of the greatest games of all time. Whether you agree or disagree, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. It's considered that for a reason. It was a landmark game. Mm -hmm. That that cannot be refuted. It was a landmark game. So if you consider that and then you say this remake that has been rumored since the PS3 is finally happening, why would you want anybody else to take a cut of that? From a financial standpoint, exclusive. No, for sure. Totally, totally. Yeah. Even though I'm sure, I'm sure Square is probably sitting there saying, like, you know, we'd we'd love for this thing to sell everywhere. Yeah, of course. But then Sony probably saying, like, listen, we'll pay you a lot of money 
for you to keep this, you know, home and there's legacy here and all that kind of stuff. But oh, yeah. we'll pay you a lot of money to, to keep it on this system. But it, I, I, if I, if I were Sony, I would have made the same deal. Yeah. <laughs> no, for, for sure. Yeah, for Sat sure. there and said the same thing. How do we make this happen? Right. Like, but it, it's, I think it's, I think it's really tough. Like the exclusives, the exclusives piece of this and the IP piece of this really makes me think that it's a it's a battle between what's not, what's what you want to have versus what's nice to have. Mm-hmm. And I I think I err towards the side of I really like these games. And yeah, like, you know, God of War didn't sit with sit well with you, Josh. That's fine. I really liked that game. I, I walked away from that one like in tears when Kratos <laughs> said to Atreus and he's like, carry her. And I was like, oh my God, this is too hard for me to do. But I really, really liked that game. I like a lot of their IP. I thought Ratchet and Clank was like one of the best games I'd played in the last you know few years. Mm-hmm. But barring that, to be fair, real quick, if on I that had... point, it's Insomniac. Like, come on. <laughs> In... Right, exactly. But, like, that, hey, they were smart enough to buy them. You know, yeah. they were smart enough to say, like, hey, this this works for us. They're not smart enough to make another resistance. But, um... Bastards. Yeah, I know. Oh, God, resistance was so... Those guns were so good in that game. Um, But what I was saying was with the convenience or with the factor of, like, I really like the games that come out on this. Mm-hmm. It is so hard for me to sit here and say like, or not that it's so hard, but it, it's, I, I have to pony up, mm-hmm. right? If I want to see Thor Love and Thunder in theaters, I have to pay 20 bucks for that, that ticket because number one, I live in New York and movie tickets are ridiculous. But number two, like that's the only place I can see it then and there. It really reminds me of like this sort of Disney tentpole, like movie strategy Mm -hmm. versus like, versus the Netflix of it where it's like the convenience is here. If you want to watch all of these shows that they're all available, the day one stuff, it may hit, it may not. Mm. And I think that's a nice, I think that's nice to have, but versus the want, like, you bet your ass I want to know what happens in the in part two of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, I want to know how all of this fits in. I want to know if they're going to do the same interlude strategy, but with Vincent as the playable character, because he makes sense as a ranged and melee person because he's got the claw and the gun, and then have all of those parties mix in in the third chapter. That's what I think they're going to do. And then, every, but and then everyone wrong beats before. the fuck out of Roach because... Fuck that character. Yeah. No, Roach is. I mean, he's best. probably. He's probably. He was designed in a lab to be the most hated person. Oh, for sure. Like they, they like did so much research on like, what what do people really hate? People like on really loud motorcycles. Give him a motorcycle. <laughs> like yeah. that's like dresses like an that's asshole. Who that guy is. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't get a haircut. Oh, he, oh, he does. He does. He has a nice fucking whatever the hell you call that haircut but no i like got better hair than everybody else but no i think you were kind of touching upon an interesting point justin is that each console or each company whatever you want to look at it has a very different goal in mind they have a very different Mm -hmm. experience you know 
Microsoft has really pivoted towards accessibility these past few years, and it's really worked for them. Um, Nintendo's been this kind of quirky, you know, we're going to always try new things, because that's always been one of the things they've done. They always try Mm -hmm. unique, different things, and they kind of sit in their own area of the market. Um, and They experiment with their IP so well. They they do. And... So Sony has been about exclusive exclusivity since the PS One. It's always been about mm-hmm. that, with a few minor exceptions. But that's that's what that is. It's like you feel like you're part of a certain club or subsect of people, and you belong there. And that's I think that it is artificial, artificially manufactured by the company itself. And I think that is their end goal. So for me, it's like I never really get mad. Like truly, truly mad. Like there are things that confuse me about Sony, but I never really get mad about Sony and like their lack of um, consumer friendliness because it feels like that's their whole mission is to not do that. And maybe I'm wrong. It's it's very like yeah. It's it's very like <laughs> you're more comfortable rolling your eyes at it than like throwing your hands up, right? Like. Just like, ah, like another dumb, like, hoop that I have to jump through just to get the thing I want, you know, but versus, I think, if you think about it, how many times do you, even with most of the things that you interact with on a day-to-day basis, will sit there and say, like, I guess I'll do this, you know, versus, Mm -hmm. like, actually walking away from something, right? Saying, like, you know what, I'm done. I I give up, right? Yeah. And I, th- I think there's a level of that because at some point I will get a PS5. I, I mean, I know that because there are enough exclusives on the console that will make me buy it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's the thing. And that kind of brings it back around to, you know, what Bebop was talking about is that there are enough exclusive there to get me to buy the console, even if it's reluctantly to buy it or if it's like, I guess I got to do this. I'm still going to buy it because the exclusives that they have there are there's enough there to make me justify spending the the money to get the console and um you know they they have enough games i think in their um future to get me interested you know like i was really excited about ghostwire tokyo and it it sucks that that game turned out to be kind of a dud but you know it's kind of ass you know it's that's a bummer it's not good it's a bummer but um there are games on the horizon that look kind of cool and they're exclusive to the playstation and they they already have me roped in with uh ragnarok and the ps or sorry the uh, final fantasy 7 remake so if they bring out some of those other exclusives that are like oh yeah i kind of want to try that they'll get more money from me I think that's a good segue into like sort of like where do you think they're going to be positioned in the next like couple of years? Because if, if you think about if you think of, about it from that perspective and right, you're Shay, you're one consumer, right? Mm. But I think you have a very similar mindset to like a lot of how, you know, some hardcore players think about all this stuff. But I think there are people out there who are still going to sit there and say, like, you know what? I, I still want to play FIFA. I still want to play Madden. But goddamn, God of War looks really good, and I will do what I can to get a PlayStation, right? Or I, I, will, I will keep this thing around because I want to see how Kratos' story finishes out. I also want to see 
how fat is Thor? You know? <laughs> I mean, you're asking the right question there. We gotta know. Um, but... I mean, I also don't understand why he's not blonde. Like, was he blonde in the mythology? I don't think he is was. Is that like a modern thing? I, I think it was a Chris Hemsworth thing. More than anything. Oh, they wanted to, like, not be as close to... I, th- the, I think like, Chris, Chris Hemsworth like, for possible. what they were going through for in the Marvel Universe, Chris Hemsworth fit the bill. And I think that was a good casting, whether or not it, it more closely resembles mythology is irrelevant. It's kind of a modern interpretation of it. So um, I don't think he was blonde, but I could be wrong. It's been a little while since I've read about Norse mythology. But um, in terms yeah. of like where they're headed in the next few years, to me, I, I they they seem like the least interesting of the three going forward. If I'm being honest with you, I'm excited as is the world to see what the next Nintendo console is going to be. If it's going to be a switch to what, what that's going to be like um, for Microsoft, it's going to be to kind of see what they, what they can do to expand upon all these fucking companies that they went out and bought. Cause they went and bought, a ton everybody (laughs) yeah so it's going to be interesting to see how they maximize their their profits or what they do for the consumer in the upcoming year sony seems like the least interesting of the three and that's not good or bad um that's just like you know sony's going to be sony in the next few years is what it seems like to me yeah, a little bit of like comfort food. Like you, you know what you're going to get with them versus. It, it is. I, I do think a lot of what Microsoft could put together is really interesting in the interim. I get worried about where they go three to five years from now because I keep. I always keep saying this. Halo Infinite was planned for ten years of content. Jesus <laughs> man. And and. And let's see how good that's gone. Like, how good has that gotten? They already abandoned you know, the like, the, co- the local co-op on that game, which is a big bummer. I mean, that's I think like that's like half the reason people play Halo. I, I swear, <laughs> if they had brought that in, that people would have probably come back and played that game. I'm, I'm not gonna say yeah. it was it, it would fix the the game, but I mean that's that's a topic for another day. But. Um, yeah, in terms of Sony, if they can get more exclusives and interesting exclusives, they'll be good. You know, um, they they they, I, they have a couple ringers like they have Square, they have um, they have Insomniac, so they they have a, they have a couple. They still have a couple companies that are in high regards right now. Like if I if I'm Xbox and I look at Bethesda, granted Bethesda has uh, Elder Scrolls Online, which is doing really well. Um, they have their mobile market, which objectively probably puts a lot of money into their pockets. But uh, in terms of goodwill, Bethesda is probably not the highest up there right now. But Sony definitely has some studios right now in their back pocket that have a lot of goodwill right now. And they, that is one thing that they have going for them. And so if I'm Sony, I'm maximizing off of that right now. I think the the one the definite one thing because I, I I agree with all of that the one area where I think the the card that's up their sleeve that they haven't played or they're going to play soon is the fact that they want to make ten live service games 
and they own Bungie, who is arguably the best live service oh, I, I developer think ever. I don't, I don't think right? it's like Destiny. Yeah, like Destiny is still... I think... I, what was the... Somebody sent it around. There are more, more people playing Destiny on Stadia than there were playing Halo Infinite. But like... The the not for the long knowledge. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> soon to be gone. Uh, the knowledge that they can extract from Bungie to make live service games and to make all like to make new experiences. Granted, if it's existing IP or brand new IP, I I think that's the card that's up their sleeve. Where they they sit back and they say. We have made the closest thing to like a Warzone or a Fortnite or mm-hmm. something along those lines it's to really capture an audience and say like you need to play you need to play this here you need to and and not only do you need to play this here but it was home, it was quote unquote homegrown well you know they bought Bungie but like if they grow it out of something organic I think that resonates really well versus. Some other things where it's like, yeah, Microsoft bought Activision, but like, you, you sort of sit there and you, you may you may create divides, you may create you know these conversations of like, what's going to work? What's the, did I make the right purchase? Did I make the wrong purchase? That kind of stuff. But I think if if they can leverage Bungie in a very very smart fashion, and even if two of those ten games hit, they're they're looking at some really they're looking at keeping the brand really, really strong and keeping players where, th- where they want them and potentially growing them. But I, I, would, I would love, I think I said this last time or one time on this show, but like I would love to see what Bungie could do with an IP like Gravity Rush. Like I would love to see an open world like live service game in that milieu where it's like, you know, you're zipping around these very, very, like, Victorian, like, floating ground place. Like, I would love to see stuff like that. Like, put put things like that together, and that will make me be super stoked about, like, the future of what Sony's doing. Mm. Unfortunately, like Shay said, like, they, they rarely, you know, pull back the kimono and show, like, how things are going on, but, like... I I am super excited about what could be, but I have to sit here and kind of like cross my arms and say like I don't really know because they made these they made these big purchases and like what the fuck are they doing with them? Like they they bought Evo, right? Like they're going to get into esports cuz they clearly bought Evo, but outside of like branding everything, you know, the Street Fighter tournaments and all that stuff, like what are they really doing with esports? They could do a ton of great stuff with it, but are they? I have no idea. So it's it's very hard to get a get a good grip on like where things move with with them. I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but uh, what did what did you say? Pulling off the kimono is that what you called it? Pull, pulling back the kimono. That's the name of my next porno. But um, yes. <laughs> no. I, one thing I wanted to say about their September state of play, which was. I laughed a lot about it, and I was talking with some uh, of my buddies about it. But that PlayStation Star program that they announced, does that oh, not seem like a oh, yeah. fucking, like, we were going to invest in NFTs. We realized that's not going to be very popular <laughs> opinion, so let's uh, do PlayStation Stars. Let's try and uh, salvage whatever the hell that program was going to be. 
that's exactly what that sounds like to me. Yeah, man. Like, NFT, <laughs> NST, and and something stars, stars called stars. Yeah, like <laughs> Quick. when they were when they were talking about it in the in the state of play, they're like, get digital items and show them off to your friends. I was like. What fucking douchebag is going to call their friend, <laughs> like, get on their phone, like, dial the number or, dial, like, get on the app and be like, bro, I just got this fucking digital coffee mug on my PlayStation Star program. Let me fucking show you. Isn't right. this dope the, as fuck? The, the, the marketing guy was like, in the script, cut out the part where you can sell them to other people, please. Please cut that out. Yep. Exactly. Fucking... Yeah, yeah, like the the thing the thing I I think about with Sony is if they didn't have exclusives, would they be as profitable as they are? Would they be as popular as I, they n- are? No, I yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think so. I, I really don't. And I I think you get I think you get some people who are brand loyal who sit oh, there and say like you know I, sure. I you know I'm a Sony guy through and through or Sony gal through and through, or you get. The people who are just like, look, I, bu- I bought the thing because I want to play FIFA or I want to play Madden or I want to play Call of Duty. But like, and there's nothing wrong with at that. the end of the day. Yeah, no, and absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. But like at the end of the day, if I had to stack up the services, less IP, I- obviously I'm going to choose the Netflix of gaming, right? Like, yeah. I got like a I got like a whole catalog of games that I could play. I might have played them already. I might not have, but at least for ten to fifteen dollars a month, I get a I get a steady stream of these coming through. Now, you know that's well, barring IP, right? Like, so to touch on that real quick, one of the things that you guys had brought up, and I was just looking at because uh, you guys were talking about what Xbox had bought or were currently in the process of buying. And the thing that's interesting to me is you look at Sony and what they've got going on. And some of those things are exciting for sure, especially to, to people like I'm not into the God of war thing, but whatever, everybody else in their fucking mother seems to be. But when I think two thirds of the people surveyed here, like God of war, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But so when I think about what Sony has coming out, Naughty Dog, we don't know what they're working on other than factions. Uh, both of the new Insomniac games seem to be MCU or, or at the very least like Marvel oh, yes. things Wolverine. that are coming, right? Mm. And we don't necessarily know when they're coming, but whatever. Third-person action games. We don't know what Gorilla's working on. There are claims that they're working on another kill zone. We don't know. But more than likely, they have another Horizon thing that they have in their back pocket that they're wanting. Again, another third-person action game. And that seems like everything that they have going... I know that's like a stupid critique because for the longest time, that's all that they had and people loved it, you know, whatever. But, like, at a certain point, it's starting to get maybe a little bit stale. And from do they, what, any, do they have any strand games coming out soon? Uh, yeah. who knows? <laughs> but well, Microsoft has one of those potentially, right? You know, they're working with Kojima. We have really, I think, interesting looking stuff with, like, what the fuck is Pentiment, right? Like the the stuff that's coming out of Obsidian, I think, looks really fucking cool. Pentiment looks cool. 
Uh, Avowed is going to be like a probably better version of Elder Scrolls, right? Uh, you have the Outer Worlds 2 eventually coming. Uh, sea of Thieves, I don't care what anyone says, that game is fun as fuck. Yep. The game is really fun. Yep. And Everwild looks amazing. There, but yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. But you, I feel like there are so many exciting things that are coming from Microsoft, and Microsoft is also playing really well with indies. I don't... Sorry, I got really ahead of myself, really excited. I don't know if you guys remembered the whole report that came out. Um, there was like a, a, a person on Twitter who like was detailing his workings with Sony and how they do not treat their indie developers well. Microsoft doesn't have that problem. They have all kinds of really awesome indie things coming to their system. Moonscars just came out. Tunic was earlier this year. Uh, Immortality is on there. Like they have all of these really interesting things that they're doing with their with relationships with indie devs. And I personally think that Microsoft's future in the next two to three years looks incredibly bright with a vast array of genres and titles coming from all of the studios they own plus their small-time partners. Sony has third-person action games and uh, Street Fighter and Tekken. Like... Yeah, I, like... I'll, when I watched that <laughs> Tekken trailer, I was like, oh, that Drop looks cool. Mic. That was the extent of my uh, thought process there. Yeah. I yeah. well, I so I'm not. I, I like fighting games. I do like them a lot. I thought Tekken Eight looked really like visually amazing. I don't think I I would really need to dig into the mechanics of like how different is this from Tekken Seven because Tekken Seven people really liked Tekken Seven. They did, yeah. But like it, Tekken Eight has to be like really. It, it's got to either have like an insane roster, but Tekken Seven already. Did. Tekken Seven had Negan from The Walking Dead and Noctis <laughs> from Final Fantasy Fifteen <laughs> yeah. in it. Um, so Tekken Eight has to really, really wow. I think. Um, otherwise, it's going to be just seen as like riding, you know, coattails. But I, like, I, I was excited for that. But yeah, like I agree. I mean, hey, it's another Tekken, right? It's it's the eighth Tekken. <laughs> So, like, it's hard. It, it is sometimes hard to get excited about that stuff. But to to your point, Josh, like with everything with Microsoft, I think I think they have to come out of the gate with all of these. Like, first off, they have to justify their their acquisitions at this point because like oh, they sure. bought so much. Like, they need to put stuff out because somebody somewhere is probably saying like, "Hey, you had a deadline." But um, I think they have to come out of the gate with strong stuff at this point because they think they need to show the value, not just the value of a back catalog, but they need to show everybody like, hey, this is a place, you'll you'll never run out of fun here, right? Like you will never run out of new fun here. So they really need to show that off. It's, again, I equate it to Netflix, but it's like that same way of like, hey, you can watch The Office on Netflix, but if you really want the Netflix experience, you have to watch House of Cards. And then that started all of those, like, you know, all of those, like, bespoke proprietary Netflix shows. But I, I think they really need to come out swinging hard. And, and they will. They're going to hit. Like, I, don't, I do not doubt the fact that they're going to be, like, grand slams with some of these games. Because you just named a bunch of them that, are, that look incredible 
incredibly intriguing. So if they don't hit on a lot of those things, or even if they hit 60%, I think they're really in a good spot. But the the tide has kind of turned in, in the case of, like, what's new, what's different, what's what's quirky. Like, Microsoft's going for it, and they're they're definitely trying to get more of an indie status, trying to build that street cred there. I think Sony's done it really well in the past. They, they've had the indie credit. Oh, for sure. In a lot of ways. Like, hey, look, Rocket League started on on PS Plus. You know, um, that was uh, a PS Fall Plus. Fall Guys. Fall Guys, same thing. Uh, Fury. Like, I loved Fury. Uh, even still, like, Rollerdrome. Rollerdrome oh, yeah. is only on, uh, I think, PlayStation and PC. But, like... They have to keep that flywheel going because Microsoft could easily eat their lunch at this point. Mm-hmm. So if they don't, if they don't treat the indie developers, I guess, nicer than they have in the past, and and from the sounds of it, it sounds like they've been maybe slacking on that front. But like, if they don't step their game up there and and get a little bit more like chummy with them, they could be in a seriously bad situation. Mm. And lose a lot of that street cred. Yeah. That's very true. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think we've covered a lot. So maybe, I guess, uh, we'll wrap up with maybe giving, like, some final thoughts on where PlayStation is and and what maybe we would like to see them do going forward to maybe put them in the best possible position. Um you want to start us out, Shay? Yeah. Um, where PlayStation at is at uh, is not being in my living room, the PS5, that is. <laughs> and um, what would put them in the best possible position is them getting a PlayStation 5 into my living room <laughs> um, so I could talk highly about it. No, uh, I think right now they're in the same position that they've been since the release of the PS5. They're not in necessarily an objectively better place or a worse place. I think they're the place they've been since the PS5 has dropped. Uh, more people have it. They have a few exclusives that are exciting, but um, a few must-plays for me personally. But um, there, there are also some bad things, obviously, that come with the good, like the PSVR 2. Looks like a great upgrade to the uh, when compared to the PSVR 1 and some of the other lower-end uh, headsets on the market and even some of the higher-end, it looks like it's going to compete. Some issues with it. There's some other issues that Sony still has that have been around for quite some time. So I think that they're objectively in the same place. Where they're going to go um, is all, good to, all going to depend on if they can fix some of the issues. Like if they can make cross-play a thing finally which it doesn't seem like they will because their whole mantra is exclusivity. Um, If they can do that, if they can somehow get the PSVR 1 games transferable to the PSVR 2, um, I think that would not be a major boon for them, but it will help them somewhat. That bulkens out the library for that PSVR 2. And if they can get some more interesting exclusives or get us more information on the upcoming ones... I think they'll be sitting pretty. Yeah. Yeah. What are, what are you feeling, Justin? You stole my 
It was like, I, my PlayStation is in my living room, and I cannot wait for it to go into my basement. Um, <laughs> uh, Great minds. I think they are... I, I think... Yeah, exactly. I, I, think they're, I think they are positioned well. I think my, my whole thing is they have the most to lose at this point, so they can't rest on their laurels too, too much. They really, really need to, I think, hit in a lot of ways. And, and that's back to my point of, like, I, I hope that what they get with Bungie and sort of the, the upcoming games that they want to put out, I, I hope those hit well because those will, will put them back into a strong... Or those will, will solidify a lot of what they really are about and it will keep their position strong. But I, I don't think... I agree with you, Shay. I think they're in this sort of like limbo of it's it's not the best of times. It's not the worst of times. It's good. They're selling consoles. That's great. Mm. But they need to execute. And execution is one thing, but like growth and becoming stronger is another. That's, that's something entirely different. Um, and that'll be tough for them to really... That'll be tough for them, given the competition in the space, given Nintendo, given given Microsoft, because they, I, like I said before, I think they have a lot to lose. Granted, I like their IP. I don't think their IP will ever really tarnish all that much, but, you know, just keep, you know what, here's, here's my best advice for them. Just keep making Uncharted movies. Just keep oh, making them. Christ. I think those, <laughs> I think those will really set the tone. Um, you know, get get bought by HBO and turn every one of those shows into every one of those games into a show. Actually, you know what? Strike that. If there were a Ratchet and Clank show, I would watch it. Oh I'm leave it Lord! Well, okay. If it was live action or if it was animated? Only oh, live action. Totally animated. Okay, good. No, it has to be live action. I've heard, that, animated. I've heard that animated <laughs> shows are for children only. I've heard that somewhere before. I can't remember where exactly. I that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's actually, that's it strikes true because um, I feel like that uh, cyberpunk show is definitely for kids. That 100%. is a great show. I do want to say that. <laughs> I have loved the fuck out of that show. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think, I don't know. Um, all right, where is Sony sitting? Uh, I think I think I'm probably where you guys are. Uh, I think that they are definitely. Uh, I think what Justin said is 100% correct. I think that of the three, they have the most to lose. Um, I'm looking at. I mean, currently you can't judge the Switch uh, sales because it's been on the market for. It was 2017, I think. Yes. So it's been on the market for five years, and the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series, whatever, have only been out since uh, 2020, right? But 110 million units sold for the Switch, 21 million units sold for the PS5, and 15 million. Well, uh, that's that's pretty close to 16 million, so we'll say that. So they're they're roughly 5 million off from... Xbox and roughly 80 million off from Switch. And currently I I think that 
the Switch is going to continue to sell the way that it's going to sell because they're just... It's Nintendo. First of all, it's it's Nintendo. They sell, like, gangbusters almost every time with the exception of, like, the Wii U, right? I'll tell um, you this. They're sold out in Japan right now because of Splatoon 3. Like, they are literally sold out everywhere. The that's Switch. insane. That's, that's that nuts. is so awesome to hear. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I, I, but I guess my, my point being that Nintendo is going to, going to sell. They don't necessarily have to worry about competition there either because they're not really necessarily doing the same thing. But Sony and Microsoft kind of are in, in some ways doing the same thing. And with the Series X only being roughly 5 million units off of where Sony is... I think that they potentially have a lot to lose. I, I think that they could potentially lose their market share. I'm not saying this is some sort of like console wars bullshit, but like in terms of having consumers buy your product because you buy the consoles to get into the ecosystem. Mm. I think that if you're not selling the same, like if you're not beating Microsoft the same way that you were when you were running the PS4 versus the Xbox One, mm. I think that your market share is shrinking for sure. And if your market share is shrinking, that's bad for business. You're not doing your job right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I tend to think that they have the most to lose. Right now where they're at, they're sitting pretty. They're still selling crazy amounts of consoles. I mean, 21 million in two years is fucking nuts. Yeah. Like that's an insane amount of consoles. But they have problems, for sure. And for me, personally, I think that the, the big thing that I think would continue to keep them in first place and continue to outsell Microsoft is I think that they have to do stuff that is more consumer-friendly. For me, personally. Mm. Game Pass is a gigantic boon for Microsoft. I think that... Game Pass is selling consoles, not the other way around. I don't think that you're buying an Xbox to get game, or I don't think that you're buying Game Pass just because you have an Xbox. But I think that you're buying an Xbox to get Game Pass. Right. I would agree and, with that. Yeah, it's 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 funny. Like right, like you would have said, like, oh, Halo is the thing that's going to get people to to get on this. Like, no, it's actually a service. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And. And the thing about Game Pass that is really great is, I, I need to stress this again, it's 15 bucks a month, and you have over 500 games if you have an Xbox and a PC. I think it's over 300 if you just have an Xbox. Whatever the case may be, you have a gigantic library of games that you can play for, I mean, you're paying for it, but for free. Mm. Sony, their library, they do not have that. They may have the quality there. Like, you have access to the Uncharted games. You have access to, uh, Justin brought up earlier, Returnal. You have access to really, really great games, but for a much bigger price and with less games. Yes, that's I think true. that they need to... I think that they need to hone in on adding... Uh, not necessarily more, because more is not always better, but they need to make the value proposition better because right now I would had I not wanted a PS5 for exclusives like Final Fantasy and uh, you know other games that I've already played 
I probably wouldn't have a PlayStation right now because there's nothing that they're offering that beats what I'm getting with my Switch and with my Xbox. Absolutely true. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, that that's where I'm at, personally. Yeah. I yeah, I like, for me, I, I would say, like, for me in this day and age, like, the, the two big things that I consider when I'm thinking about buying consoles or games is, like, um accessibility like a game pass type of thing where i can try it out and if i really like the game down the road i can buy that game and Mm -hmm. um support the devs and the other thing too is like uh, also accessibility like the switch i love buying games on the switch because i can i can pick it up and go with it but the other thing too is like um the games that they have coming out are they able to be played with other people? That's one of the things that I think is so important. And exclusives yeah. are cool, and single-player experiences are cool. It, there, there's a time and a place for them, and some people, all they want is single-player ex- exclusive type of uh, games because they don't want to play with other people, but I do. So, like, mm-hmm. for me, Microsoft and Nintendo hit those notes better than something like the, the PlayStation, personally. And that's not to t- say that the PlayStation is doing anything wrong or that um they're doing a bad job it's just that for me personally as a consumer um whatever microsoft and nintendo are doing right now are doing more for me yes yeah does it play Fortnite? that's all i need to know bro that's true truly truly sure i need to play as goku in Fortnite. exactly yeah (laughs) that's what i care about uh yeah, well, I, I think that was a, uh, a a pretty good conversation about uh, Sony and, and where they stand in the video game market. Um, so let's uh, let's wrap this up with uh, shouting things out. I, I want to thank you, Shay, for being here. Thanks uh, for having out me. Out of your, you know, your busy Japanese schedule, <laughs> uh, always on the go. Um, where can people find you uh, if uh, if they want to hear more from you? Um, Japan. You can, Japan. yeah, you yeah. can come over Go to, to Japan. Japan. No, uh, if you don't mind me plugging this, uh, obviously I do other podcasting stuff. You can go over to swordchomp.com to check out all the stuff that we do over there. There's a ton of stuff. Um, I have a solo podcast that I haven't done episodes for a little while. I took a small break from it. It's called A Day in Japan, where I talk about daily life in Japan. If you're interested in that kind of thing. And I am on the Twitter and Instagram spaces. You can find me there at Professor Layton. Um, that's where you can find I, me. I will say the the day in Japan uh, pot that was that was really cool. Thank you. <laughs> that was like I listened to I listened to I think I listened to majority of them. Um, the fashion one was super interesting. That one I was like thrilled with. Yeah. The one that I the one that I was kind of like. I was like, this. I wonder how this one's gonna go. But the driving mm. and like getting an international license—that was fascinating. Yeah. Like, as somebody who like has to, you know, like I have to drive to places all the time. Like, I don't live in the city anymore. But like, the idea of like, oh shit, like yeah, if you move somewhere else, you're probably gonna need a car. But that was fascinating to me. That was super. Like, that was just incredibly informative. Thank you. Yeah, that's kind. Of, that's kind of what I want to do. Is you know, like with that podcast, I want it to be entertaining, but I also want it to be informative because, especially with the world opening up now, and Japan is about to open its borders, 
Um, I want people to kind of have access to that kind of information in bite-sized chunks. I have some new episodes that I've recorded at this point um, that I'm going to be working on here very soon. So with that, so um, yeah, but that's where people can find me. And I, I just want to say th thank you to both of you for uh, uh, letting me come on the episode and just uh, talk about stuff that, you know, in the grand scheme of things is probably not that important, but it's fun to talk mm. about. So I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, did you, did you say anything about Swordchomp? I, don't, I, don't I did. Yeah. I said they could go to okay, Swordchomp.com cool. and look at okay. all the stuff there. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to plug that too much. I mean, it's video game stuff. If you need yeah, more video yeah. game content, you're tired of hearing <laughs> Bebop. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, seriously. You're tired of hearing me. Everyone uh, is. It's it, truly. No, I, I heard the, the thing about, um, the day in Japan. Yeah. I, I like, said the yeah, Swordchomp stuff that. before, before that. But okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, well, Justin, uh, you don't do anything other than uh, be a perpetual pain in my ass. So wow. Uh, no, but uh, where can people find you if they want to hear more uh, from you? Uh, New York. Uh, no, uh, you can find or you can. I keep saying that I'm going to put more stuff on there, but now that I actually got a new phone, I will. Um, I am on TikTok at skyrise underscore excellence that's mainly where you can find me at this point i will be posting more stuff on there as um i have become now more connected to the media space so i'm going to be i'm going to be sharing a lot of thoughts and opinions on there so um definitely follow on there that's where i'm probably going to be doing a majority of my public facing stuff but uh that's pretty much it at, at this point there are some other things in the hopper that I'm not disclosing just yet, but uh, at Skyrise underscore excellence. Very cool. Are you still doing your newsletter? I haven't seen it in a while, so. I, I am not. I, I put that on pause okay. um, because of my latest endeavor, mm, my, yes. new, uh, my new position. I don't want to infringe on anything just yet, but some, something like that will be returning soon. Cool. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, as always, you can find everything related to Culture Bop Hunting Pixels and our entire family of content by following Culture Bop on Instagram at culture underscore bop. Um, myself on Twitter at the Bebop Man 182 or Instagram at Bebop Man 182. Uh, same thing for Dylan. He's available on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, YouTube, all that stuff at Ohm Dizzy. And uh, Austin, you already know the spill. Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, Big Papa Plays. Um, I wanted to give a quick update on the uh, YouTube stuff. I am uh, I am working on getting my horror video out this month. Um, it's been a while since I announced it and all of that stuff, but I have it coming. Um, it's almost ready to come, so uh, it'll it'll be out soon. The um, uh, the other thing that I'm working on is uh, I, I have a video coming out that is about uh, or that I'm I'm currently working on. I have the script almost finished, uh, but it's about the rehearsal, uh, the Nathan Fielder show on HBO, and I um, am working very hard to get that. Uh, squared away so 
Um, really should have went for another innuendo there, but yeah, no, right. Uh, we should have um, two videos coming out within the next two months. I hope we'll we'll see how everything goes. But um, yeah, so go check that out. YouTube uh, YouTube slash c slash culture pop, uh, and we'll have some stuff on the way. But that's it. That is the end of our show. Uh, so until next time, goodbye.